was great. Got better and basically being faster, stronger, powerful, and being more explosive. And now I'm out here competing and having fun. Running behind that fine offensive line, Derwin Graves did a great job tonight. With all the guys I played with, that was a fun experience being a part of, so I had fun with it. It's definitely been fun, man, so I appreciate all the coach staff and what they've done for me. Maryland's been a great school for me. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the first episode. Man, I'm super excited to kick off this thing, man, with Leave Network, man. I'm super excited, man, to cover my alma mater, Maryland Terps. Today, I have a special guest, man, that's coming to, coming into this show, man, to help me discuss this big weekend for Maryland, man. Tough loss against Ohio State, but my guy, Ellis McKinney, man, this guy has been doing it on a big level, man, from in the classrooms, on the field, Mr. Do It All. Man, I'm going to bring him right to the stage for us right now. Ellis, what's up, baby? What's up, Duran? How we doing, man? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Man, super excited, man. Once again, man, I told, this guy right here is Mr. Do-It-All, man. Got to play every position in Maryland, man. Mr. Reliable, man. You need a, need a guy to come and play center? He was there. Tackle, my knees was hurting? He was there. Guard, <laughs> he was there. <laughs> I mean, he was there every, all over the place, man. Man, that's hey, not hey. mention all the awards. That's not mention all the awards, man, from academic, man. Three-time academic honors, man. 17, 18. 19 years, man, in Maryland, man. I'm super excited to have you on, though, man. I appreciate you coming on, bro. Yeah, I must say before we start, Doran, I'm, I'm really proud of you, man, the way you've really taken on this media journey of yours. I'm, I've been really impressed. I've been following along for the past couple of years. It's been really exciting. You figuring out kind of that post-playing life, figuring out what you're doing next. I'm glad you finally got over to the Terps now so I can be on a show and talk about <laughs> it. Oh. Man, I'm telling you, man, I've been all over, man. I've been with the Steelers, man, Network, man. I actually still with those guys, man. I've been with um, you got my own podcast uh, besides this one, man, with three uh, top tier topics, man. So, man, I've been rolling, man, with a lot of different things, man, a lot of different networks. Of course, my broadcast I do with high school football with Golf Coast Sports Network. So, man, I'm kind of man all over the place right now, and man, I'm super honored once again to be with Believe Network. Now, man, this is a tremendous platform for me, but man. What about our Turks, man? Hot stop right now. These guys are on fire. Five and one, man. Like, did you see this coming? Yeah, I mean, going into the season, you you always scout the schedule. We've got our three big ones every year, right? You know, playing in the Big Ten East, we're going to play Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State every season. We know it. So and it's always been tough. And it's always tough. As a fan, you go into the season and you figure out where are those games because those are going to be key junctures in our season. This year, we looked at it, and we saw five winnable football games that we Maryland was going to walk into the stadium and have the better football team and should win going into Ohio State. But a lot of the rumbling right around the bit around around Maryland football and around the fans is Maryland's going to find a way. We're going to find a way on Friday night to mess something up. We're going to find a yeah. way at home versus Charlotte to mess it up because that's what Maryland does, right? <laughs> this I, year, I mean, been- I, I, mean I, got, I, I don't want to cut you off, but, man, Maryland has always been to a slow start this, so far this season, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, every game, let's be real, man. It's a couple of games like Thompson was a blowout, man. 38, what, 38 to 6, man. They blew those guys out. That was a quick start. But those those beginning games are always the easy games. Those are the ones that don't count. But right. when he came to Charlotte, it kind of scared me a little bit. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When they go to Big Ten play, man, they can't be playing like this in the beginning of the first half. And then they pick it back up, and they got a few stops on defense, man, called some big turnovers. But it was always a slow start, man. And it's like, wow, man, they do like this against a team like – for instance, Michigan or a big team like that that's going instantly, it's going to be a long day for Maryland, man. 
Absolutely. And I hate to say, but I think we learned a lot. I think we learned a lot about the senior leadership and about the coaching, about that locker room to go into halftime a couple of those games where they didn't play very well in the first half, make those adjustments, come out in the second half and look like a different football team. Now the question is, going into the thick of our schedule, is can they do that for four quarters in a row and not just get hit in the face and then try to figure it out? Well, 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 for sure, because definitely, man, these guys can say once again, they've been starting off really slow, but they seen when they go against the good opponents like Ohio State, they start off really, really fast. Man, I mean, they, they came out firing last week. I knew that game was going to be a dub. I was like, this is definitely a dub. Like, these guys got Ohio State over there on the side. I like thinking about the time when we played against Ohio Ur- State back Ur- when Urban we played. Urban, Urban Meyer's Meyer. on the phone asking questions and stuff, trying to get some calls in, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody was trying to work his little – Magic over there, man, and, and they pulled out that little that little win, man. I, I give it to Ohio State. They came and made the plays that Maryland missed, but they got a lot of stuff to work on at Bay Ohio State, man, because Maryland gave them a run, and, that, and that, that's a testament to how good Maryland really is, man. These guys are really playing really well this year. The defense, man, those edge rushes are really getting to the pass rusher, man. They're getting into the they're getting to the quarterback, man, and they're doing it really well, man. I think what's what's the number number nineteen? Is that saying Brown? I think Brown. Brown. That guy right there, man. I mean, I don't think he's on Yannick level yet. I mean, he's got he got a long way to go. <laughs> but 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 man, the dude is definitely playing at a high level, man. He's called some big sacks, man, big time moments. I mean, he had a what like two against Ohio State, or maybe one I recorded. Like the guy's playing really well, man. And um, he gonna have to continue to play even better moving down the stretch, man, trying to get into a bowl game and things like that. There's no doubt in my mind, Merrill, we're going to a bowl game. But now we plan for a bigger bowl game, now, not the things we played for back when we was playing when right. we was training. Now- we want to go somewhere sunny now. We need somewhere. Yeah, somewhere man. <laughs> I'm talking about every bowl game has been cold for us, man. I mean, what, what bowl games we played in when we was there? What's we played? Uh, um, what's, we went to, what's the we, one went to we went to Detroit. Quick lane. Detroit. Quick lane bowl, man. Uh, what was that, man? They gave us fat heads, bro. I was like, man, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, like we had the worst budget ever, bro. We gave us a fat head, bro. I was like, man, uh-huh. this is terrible. I, like, yeah. I wonder what it feels like to actually play on a big, like a big stage uh-huh. game. I mean, like, absolutely. But, but like I said, Maryland has a lot to look forward to, man. I mean, what do you think of the Ohio State game? What do you think of some of the things that Maryland could have capitalized better on? Because I have a big quote from Loxley, man, post-game against the Ohio State Buckeyes when they lost. Mind you, they, they was number four in the country. He said, man, winning, our winning formula is being able to generate explosives, take care of the football, defense, limit explosives, and set and get turnovers, which they didn't do either of those. What do you think Maryland need focus on going into this big game homecoming against Illinois? What are some of the focus they need to focus on this week? I think it's they need to make the plays that are there to be made. I think in the first quarter, in the first half of that Ohio State game, we saw them follow the formula. We had a great game plan going into it. Get them in third and long, stop, stop the run, and go sack the quarterback on third down. And we did that for the whole first half. Maintained sure. our assignments, moved the ball up and down the field. But when we got in the red zone, when there was a play to be made, we didn't make the play. In the first half, sure. we could have had twenty. We could have had twenty-eight points on the board easily. For, easily for sure. 20. It was a man. It was a lot of plays out there, man. They missed, man. And and that play really frustrated me a lot. Was that uh, play going to half, man? Where where Talia made that checkdown play, where he should just throw it out of bounds, got yeah. rid of it, man, kicked the field goal to get that momentum going into half, and better yet, he just gave it to a checkdown and ran the clock out. And, and when like, you're playing, that was a bonehead decision. Exactly. And when you're playing the number four team in the country, those are the plays that you can't mess up. You have a very small margin of error when you're playing a top team in the nation. You, can, you can't you can do those kind of things you expect to be in and, games like that. 
And, and, and like I said, Maryland made a lot of mistakes, that, but that defense showed up so big for Maryland, man, making those guys put a foot on it, man, three and out, three and out, three and out. Like you said, they could have easily could have been 28 point game, man, when those guys was just capitalized on a small thing because that defense was lights out. I mean, yeah, they were making two, those guys punt it. For sure. My two favorite guys on that defense are two safeties. It's Bo Braid and Dante Trader. Trader. Oh, my gosh, bro. You beat me to the punch. I like Trader a lot, man. Physical guy, man. He's definitely a and, draft uh, pick. Man. And, and Derwin, do you know where you know where Mr. Trader went to high school? Uh, I mean, the McDonald's, the McDonald's, man, 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 Friendship Collegiate. That's what he should no, have been to. Friendship no, Collegiate, no, DC. <laughs> no, he went. To, he, he went to the McDonough School because he was all. He's also a two sport athlete. He plays lacrosse. He's a hell of a lacrosse player. Oh, man, lacrosse. I saw, wow, I saw that. I saw that too, man. Yeah. I saw that, man. He, what about McDonough? What's the best players that came out of McDonough uh, besides Ellis McKinney? Josh Woods. Man, he's putting it on, man. Man, this guy had the little he? big C on it. He had the big C on this little jersey yep. now. I said, yep. Look at Josh Woods, man, a safety Josh to Woods linebacker. Five-year five NFL vet now. Crazy. Man, man, it's crazy, man. But that's a testament to the, the, the talent that we put out year to year, yep. man, from last year with Deontay Banks. Yep. Hopefully we can get him on the show sometime this next couple of weeks, man. Deontay Banks was a first round. He had Savage. He had DJ. You know what I mean? You had Byron Coward. You had Ty. You had, man, our list goes on, man, for guys that – Took that next step on the next level, man, and it's crazy. Oh, I'm not only mentioning myself; I don't count because I'm the I'm the host here. We got we got to talk about all the other guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll mention you, and then we have Derwin Gray drafted <laughs> by Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's not let's yeah, not talk about that. Oh man, man, they got a guy, man, Mister Spitz over there. Uh, I was going to say, well. talk about talk about talk Pittsburgh alignment, man, man. I'm talking about Pittsburgh having thanks for us, Terps, man. I mean, they continue <laughs> to keep trying to get us in the building. I mean, it's right. crazy. But to get back, man, to Maryland's hot start, man, they're they 5-0. Before they got this loss this week, they was 5-0. That was the first time since 2001, man. That's a big type. That's a big accolade for Loxley, man, as a coach, man, that was determined to come back from Alabama and come down here to Maryland, back to his home state, which well, it's kind of not his home state. He's from D.C. But we'll say his home, home state. And, and, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And do what he always wanted to do was be the head football coach of Maryland football and turn that program around and give it that lights out feel like back when some of the guys we can remember, man, was Dominique Foxworth, man, E.J. Henderson, Sean Hill, Madhu Williams. Those guys on that roster, the 2001 team, that was a 7-2 record in the ACC, man. Those guys on top then. And this is kind of the feel that Loxley's bringing back with the style yeah. of the script on there. They don't wear these M's no more. They wear the script now. And I Man, and he's trying to bring that that legacy back, man, and show how Maryland was a fair team back then, and how he's bringing that back now. Dude, yeah, how, how, how far? My question yeah. to you: How far? How far do you think these Terps are going this year? Yeah, so I think the next big step is how are they going to respond to adversity? We haven't had this type of adversity yet this season. When you go five and zero and everything's winning, everyone's telling how much they love you. You know, we're talking about getting votes in the polls and all that. That's great. Now we had some adversity. You got hit in the mouth. You went on the road and lost a Big Ten football game. How are you going to respond on homecoming, at home, and Turpsville and College Park in the Big Bro. Ten? How are you going to respond? And, 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 yeah, think about it. They're going against the Illinois team that's hungry, man. These guys have been struggling, man. I want to say they've been struggling – Huge, but they've been struggling. They've been up and down. They had a two or four record right now. They looking to try to get that momentum. They coming yeah. off a loss, but they trying to get that win. And um, they got some good skill players that I think that's very notable that can wreck this game offensively for our defense. Our defense can have yeah. some struggles, man. With that guy's Reggie Love the third man. That guy running back, man. He's looked as one of the best running backs in the Big Ten. I yep. mean, we have we have a great running back group. 
But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep, we gotta pay attention to those guys on the opposite side, man. Those guys got a good, oh. dangerous running back, man. That guy has a, he gives me vibes of back when, um, the Reggie Corbin used to play for Corbin. Illinois, right? Corbin. Yeah, he yeah. gives me vibes a little bit. Of, he's fast, man. That guy yeah. has opportunity to find holes, and he's patient with his O line. O line and top tier. But no, it's going they're to really, not. They're not. But they're gonna. They're gonna play hard. Brett Bielema always had make sure that his old linemen are, are up to his standards, and so mm-hmm. they've been struggling so far this season. But I would, I'll expect him to make sure that they're ready to play. Brett Bielema brings that old school Big Ten West style right. to the game, you know, where they're going to be hard throws. They're going to try to shorten the game, less possessions, play defense. Yep. Especially against the Terps, where we have more talent than them this season, they're going to try mm-hmm. to make it ugly. They're going to make it as ugly yeah. as possible, and hopefully they can find a way in the fourth quarter. We have to make sure to not fall into that trap. Be Maryland. Yes. Keep yes. the high-powered yes. offense. Have stops on defense. Don't turn the ball yes. over. Turn them over, and we'll win the football game. And let's be real. All that what you're saying is basically not play down to the opponent that we're playing against. And, yes, they're a lesser talented team on paper. But, then once again, they do have key players on their team that's definitely pillars to your offense. reason I said offense because I was an offensive player, so I really look at offense more. And Isaiah Williams, man, is a guy that's putting up big numbers at the receiving yards. I think he's coming at 503 receiving yards so far. When you look, when we look at him and compare to our receiver room, he's – our leading receiver is Jayshon Jones, and he's only having like 357 yards right now on the season. This guy's coming with 503. So this guy has doubled him by almost 200 and some yards, and this guy is literally a guy for Illinois. So you got to be – best believe that QB is looking at him every single play to get him the rock, man, because he feel like that's his guy. And we're going to really need Dante Trade and those guys back there to – to lay some wood back there, man, to play some old-style Maryland football to control the tempo of Illinois, man, because they're going to come in yep. hot, man, the first quarter. You know and how it, it is, bro. Yeah. You line up first quarter is always too. the toughest. Right. You know, I'm, I I, li- I live not too far from campus, so I've been planning <laughs> my day, about to go up. I'm going up on Saturday to cheer the boys on, but I've been looking. It's it's The weather is going to be interesting. There's going to be a good bit of mm-hmm. rain in the forecast for Saturday, so protecting the football and making smart decisions is going to be even more important when the elements are an issue. Yeah, for sure. And when you say that, man, about the, about the weather, man, you can expect the run game going to be at a, at a premium on Saturday, yeah. man. People going to put their ball on the ground. Talia, I know he loves to throw the ball. He loves to look great back there and throw the ball. He's been doing great all year. But he's going hand to hand it off to you. Man, this game right here, man, is, is kind of crazy because I was talking to my brother about um about the running back group. And he asked me, man, who, who do you think is your best back right now for Maryland? And I'm going to ask you the same question because I have my my answer, but I want to see who, who are you bringing out right now. If it's Illinois, based on production so far, yeah. who's your running back one going into this game against Illinois? I think I think in a perfect world, I have Roman Hemby get the most carries on the team. I think he is our most complete back. I think uh, Antoine Littleton is running the hardest right now, though. He is man, running the hardest. That, that's the guy I want to see get the most curries right now, man. I like Littleton, man. He will be getting on the show soon. But, man, Hamby, I love him a lot, bro. He gives me just a complete back, man. He doesn't have anything that wows you about him. But Littleton, it's just the small things, his aggressiveness. Yeah. Like, man, Ohio State, he was, like, laying the boom on those guys. Yeah. He made, I was like, wow. He must have some Rick Colt workouts, man, because this dude is running through people and then like, yeah. people trying to pick him up and he's still going. Right. I'm like, and he's doing it by himself with no push from the O line, nothing. And I was like, this guy wants it, man. He wants it. He wants it a lot. And I, I like him, be mad, but him be just a perfect runner, kind of like. Yeah. He's not I there. Think, he just get what he gets. You know what I mean, right. What separates the two of them for me is I think Hemby on the top end has more of the home run hitter speed than uh, than Littleton does. Littleton obviously was a guy who came in. 
dropped a ton of weight, still a big back mm-hmm. now, and obviously looks a lot better, a lot more agile. But I still don't know if he has that home run hitter potential, which you don't need all the time. He does, he knows what he's good at. He runs in between yeah. the tackles and runs hard. Yeah. But I think at times, but, like, but it's like key that, that we have, we we really need that that type of style of run because I feel like that's what we've been lacking. Even when that's we play, we've really rarely had a guy that was a bruising back that literally people speared them. You know what I mean? We never yeah. had that. We had with Ty Johnson. I mean, the last time I remember a back that I played with was Wes Brown. Wes yeah. Brown was out was out physical back at right. the time. And I think we had Albert Reed and stuff like that back when I played early. So I did this before you got there. And it was like we had those guys. And it was like we never really had a back that was like, oh, that's a big time Right. Oh, like, like a hammer. We would, we would run in. We would run in. Uh, Kenny Goins off the bench. Try Kenny Goins. Uh, he was a fullback, so he don't really right. count. Right. He was a fullback. I mean, it was crazy. And then we had some big buff uh, guy that he was like a strength, a strength coach now. Like he's like I forgot. He wore like forty four, bro. He was like strong oh, dude. Steph. Man. Steph and Steph. Yeah, Stephanelli, we had him. Man, he, uh, we had those fullbacks that was our bruises, but those wasn't true yeah. running backs. Yeah. And let and I can say as of like late, we probably had um uh Tayon Fleet Davis. That that's right. who I compare, that's who I compare Littleton to a little bit, man. They both had that same kind of heaviness, thickness, but Littleton has a little more right. kick to him. Something about more this awesome. guy, man. Yeah. I think he needs more curries, man, because he's gonna wear yeah. down a defense late in the fourth. Man, Absolutely. Man. No, I, I, I agree. Man, what do you think of the receiving room, man, when it comes to um when when it's under pressure, man, you talk about you talked about adversity a lot. Who like we do we do you feel like our offense have a guy to go to in an adverse moments on offense? Like who you hand the ball off to, who you throwing the ball to in the adverse moments to go get that? Right. I mean, so for me, if I have a guy when I need to get a first down, I'm either looking to six, I'm looking at Jay Sean Jones, or I'm looking at Corey Deitches, our, our tight end number two. Those are our two guys that if we need to play through the air, I'm looking their directions. The other guys, the other guys I, haven't proved You can't me. forget one, man. You cannot forget number one, man. That Dave guy showed – He's a great player, but him and Ty Felton both, who've been incredible this season, they've had great seasons. When it comes to the clutch, they haven't proven to me that they're going to make the secure catch. They've been struggling, looking in the easy ones. Caden Prather mm-hmm. catches a one-hander to start the game to score a touchdown against Ohio State. Then we have a key third down in the second quarter, and it goes through his hands and hits him in the face. You know what I mean? It's I, tough. I, I, it's tough. I, 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 could, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. He's a little inconsistent, but – Man, those catches he made, man, he 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 he's really raised antennas for me that we have to get this guy going a lot. We got to keep giving him the ball to get him more comfortable because with the way he plays against Ohio State, you need that in Big Ten play. I mean, yeah. you might not need that, and you might not need it against Charlotte, Townsend, and those guys like that. But you're gonna need this against the big dogs, man, and, and it's gonna be really required because you're gonna need those 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 50-50 balls. You're gonna need a guy like we have for us, DJ. We just throw yeah. it up. Go DJ, he gets it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but wh- who's the yeah. guy that's gonna be that guy now down the stretch when they really need it? Because it's yeah. it's gonna be some times where they just gonna play man to man, and they're gonna like our right. DBs are better than your receivers. Third and long, who you gonna get the ball to? And yeah. man, it's a tough, it's guy, a tough decision right now. It's a tough decision right now, and I think it's important not only who we take the eye test, not only who Coach Locks thinks is the best, not not who Josh Gaddis, EOC, thinks is the best. I think it's, it's our quarterback. Who Talia Tungabailoa trusts the most to throw the uh-huh. ball to, I, that's where we'll be the most successful. If he knows the guy that he likes to throw the ball to, or 
say he feels comfortable in all three, that he makes the most comfortable throw. Sometimes that's important because you, you saw late in the Ohio State game too, he just started to try to force stuff that, that we didn't need. He tried to take yeah. too much, try to make too big of a at, play. At, do, do you feel do you feel do you feel Al Turks kind of quit towards the end up front? Uh, I don't want to say they quit. I hate to say a football team quit because if you if you quit going into a Big Ten football game, you're gonna get hurt. You know that's 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 a yeah, fact. Yeah, rolled up gonna, all types of things. Yep. Yeah, you're gonna get hurt. It, it you didn't see the the juice you saw in the first half. I'll say that. You and, didn't and, see the juice and that's, you saw. And that's the point I was getting to. It seems like the old line was breaking. It was Talia was was struggling to even get his reads out. The old line was getting yeah. blue pass, and I was like, "Well, this wasn't the same old line we seen the first half when it was no. a ball game." No, where is that fight be, now? Right, and and I think that's something that Coach Locks preaches as well. It can't just be because oh, you're excited. We're starting the game. We have a chance at an upset. You have to play to a standard every play mm-hmm. because of the name yep. you wear in front of your jersey, because you were Maryland Terrapin, because you represent this team and you represent your brothers on the field and you represent the entire state. You need to play hard every play, regardless of the score. And that's something that is a it's a cultural thing that you got to get figured out and got to make sure that it goes from the first guy on the roster to the last guy on the roster. And so when we see a game like Ohio State, where you know kind of their pride got beat a little bit in the second half you know we start to question things that's why it's important to rebound this week and and, and show it back on the field the team that we saw the first five weeks i think i think we will see that it's homecoming they have a lot to play for a lot of alumni come back such as yourself i wish i could make it back i, I didn't know but uh hey i will make it back to the penn state game we talked about i'll be there for the penn state game we'll definitely get a tailgate thing set up man so all the fans can come out and Maryland man come be a part of our little tailgate little show we'll get something going down but man it's gonna be pivotal. These guys get a win, man. It's definitely pivotal because yep. right now, Locks. I know, no, Locks. He's back there, man. He's, he coaching hard this week, man, on the little yep. things because it was like the small things is what was needed for them, the guys, to beat teams they should beat. Like you said, yep. you had five or six or four or five games winnable on their schedule, and they should win. Them. And this is one I'm coming up this week. They should definitely yep. blow this one out the water, and I think that's Absolutely. what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think and, um, I think like one of the one of the last things, just you know, going forward now, you like you said, it's important. So we got this game this week against against Illinois. There's a bye. There's Northwestern, and then the Nittany Lions come to town. So there's a chance that the, the Terps are seven and one going into Penn State. That'll be one of the biggest games in Maryland football over the past twenty years. But we've seen you, it, Darren. We've seen it happen. We've seen it multiple times where Penn State comes into College Park as the biggest game the Terps have played in years. And the Terps lose. The Terps don't score. The Terps don't show up. I believe this is a different Terps football team, and I, and I think it's time for us to win that football game. And, and, I, and I'm right with you, Alice, when it comes to that, man, because right now the Terps are still in and demand to be the top of the conference. Right now we're sitting at fourth right now. Plenty of football still ahead of us, but it's going to be a tough road for the Terps, man. Like Once again, they got to play sound football, man. And right now I'm really high on this defense right now. The defensive front, man, is probably the best. As a complete defense, I saw in a long time. I mean, back when we played, man, we had guys, one or two guys that was pretty good. Some of them that was just some okay guys. But this D-line right here is completely from the inside out. These guys are stout, man. These guys are making plays and getting pressure on QBs. It's going to be really needed, man, this week, man, to keep this quarterback under pressure, to make some uncosty turnovers, man, to our guy Trader, man. We would love to see him get another interception and do his yeah. thing, man. But, uh, man, I'm excited, man. But, man, that's going to conclude our first episode with my guy, Ellis McKinney, Mr. Do-It-All, Mr. Reliable. Man, I appreciate you, man, a lot, man, coming on the show, man. It was fun, man. we we'll definitely get you back on the show soon. We might have a little co-host thing coming soon. 
We'll see what the what termination think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, Durham, man. I'm excited to see where you take this. I'm excited to see you keep moving on up, keep talking about the Terps, and uh, hopefully we get this win on Saturday, man. All right, bro. I appreciate you, man. Of course. Man, that was my guy, Ellis McKinney, man. I really appreciate him joining the show today, man. Super excited, man, to get back with y'all later this week, man, to discuss the results of the Illinois game, homecoming for the Terps, man. These guys are on fire, man. Once again, they took a slow, tough loss to Ohio State, number four in the country. But this doesn't end here, man. There's still more football to play, still more opportunities, man, to move up the standards in the Big Ten East, man. They're sitting at fourth right now and still have a long season ahead of them to move up the charts, man. I'm excited to see the Terps keep working. And that concludes episode one. Catch you this Sunday for episode two. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.